Welcome to another episode. The episode is Darwinones. Um, so welcome here. Um, Darwinones has gained attention recently. I mean, it's not an easy feat to score against Liverpool twice. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he's also scored against a lot of top teams. Um, I have Precious Walker as always here with me, and I'm anchoring today's episode. All right, and Precious will do most of the analysis. Um, in this episode, we're talking about Darwin Nunes, where he's from, his style of play, his strengths, his weaknesses, and all of that. So quickly, let's let Precious talk and introduce himself once again, <laughs> as always. Yeah, <clears throat> my name is Precious Moko, and I'm happy to be on this episode, you know. Analyzing um that we know there's his potential um recruit for Manchester United and I miss interest from other top European clubs right now, including um PSG, Bayern Munich and some clubs in the Premier League like Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea. and Arsenal. So and, um, okay. glad to be here talking about him and Hopefully, we would we would come to some kind of conclusions at the end of the episode. Uh, what we think about him, his suitability to our club, and his prospects at other top clubs in the world right now, or if he would even leave Benfica at all. I I think he leaves anyway. But let's keep talking. And we have a guest for today. Um, so I'll um, I will just let you introduce yourself. Introduce yourself. Okay. Um. Good evening, everybody. Um. I'm called Obunaya. I'm a lover of football, so um, I'm looking to have a very good time here. Yeah, we are looking to have a very good time with you too. What club do you support? Manchester United. Oh, again, look at that. Three in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let's get right into it. Darwin Nunes. Uh, I'll start, I'll, I'll just give you a preamble. Darwin Nunes is 21 years old. Yeah. He's six foot one, 187 centimeters tall. That is. Um, he's from Uruguay in South America. And what else is there for preamble? Okay, he plays for Benfica, obviously. Yeah, he plays for Benfica and he plays as a central forward or center forward. Well, as funny as it sounds, he likes to drift the left wing a lot. Yeah, he's also played as a left wing at some point, as a left winger at some point, and just behind the striker also, but not as an attacking midfielder, but rather as a supporting striker. As a supporting striker, yeah. Yeah. So. But then it's not... usually very normal. It's usually very normal for strikers these days to do to the left just like Benzema and the rest of them so it's not actually strange because strikers find more space and more time down the flanks than in the middle because most of the center backs these days are not really smiling so for you to create some space for yourself most times they just have to drift from the left or from the right but majorly for right-footed strikers they usually love they tend towards the left side so that they yeah. can create from there and Interestingly, he also gets into the box a lot to receive passes and score when there is need for that. Yeah, I feel like he's he's actually an 
he's very good inside the box. You get, and he's also very good with his head. And that's one thing that I noticed, and go very well, like when it's in the air. And apparently, like he has clocked faster speeds this season than even Mbappe. Okay. Yeah. He has clocked faster speeds in the Champions League this season than even Mbappe and Leroy Sane. So, like, that is that is a deadly weapon. You get that. You get you could get a very good, um, as they call it, line breaker. You get just... But, like I said... He's inside the box positioning is okay, but he doesn't seem to know where the offside line is. Exactly, he gets he but, gets he gets cut offside way too often. Yeah, I he he got cut offside against Liverpool. It's not um, it's not like it's not like it's not like he gets cut offside a lot, but then he gets cut offside way too often compared to other strikers, and that's not what your striker should be doing. Mm, it depends. Yeah. It depends. It depends on style of play. Mbappe also gets cut offside a lot in the Champions League. If if that's your job, you get to play on the shoulder of the last man. You probably get cut offside, especially with VAR now. You get everything is looked at multiple times, multiple times, and there is very little margin for error. Okay, um, I I want us to categorize this. Um, I want us to do strengths first of all. And sorry, I didn't get that. Yeah, okay. Max, you were trying to say something, yes? No, I was like, um, if you if you are talking about offsides and strikers who tend to go offside, it's a very very big disadvantage, especially for someone like him, because um, obviously defenders are trained to you know keep a line, keep a very high line mostly, so that they can keep strikers offside. So if you are if you are someone who loves to play off the last defender, then you should you know putting more training when it comes to that because you would soon become a liability for your team if you're always being caught offside by very smart defenders because top defenders are really smart defenders. Especially with how the game is played now that people love to keep highlights. Nobody wants to, you know, invite the pressure unless they are certain that this team is just a team that holds on to the ball so much. So you'd, um, you'd see that for someone like him, it would become a very, very big challenge because... If you're a team that always holds the ball, it will be very difficult for you to um, play off the last defender because your team is always camped in the opposition's um, half. So if you are playing for a counter-attacking team that really requires someone who plays off the last man, then you must be very cautious. Very cautious. Yeah, yeah and the team is, the team is based... On, like, I watched his match against Liverpool. You get, and he got caught outside once and he scored and he was ruled out. But the second one, they 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 didn't play the trap like the outside trap effectively against him the second time. Yeah. So that is why that's why even with even with poor positioning, you got that ability to move. It's always an ass. It's if if like I've gone to watch him, you get and in his clips, you can see that it also helps him even in set pieces. You get the ability to move quickly. You get and it always looks like he's offside because. He's much faster than everyone else, and to be that big and that fast, like I feel like that—that's a big asset. Like the way the game is played now, you get 
it's either you are very yeah. creative as a striker or you're very quick. You get there's really no there's really no midline. You get that's why it's really struggling to influence the game. You get because now strikers are either either they have you get or they are they are um um how do I put it? Or they are very creative, you get they drop back and they create. Now it's as if when now there is you yes, get, he's not getting the ball and he's really not that quick anymore you get so that's really that's really a challenge now so he tries to dribble it and play it now they basically divide the pitch into zones you get so any zone that you're in now there's probably a group of players assigned to mark you when you enter that zone you get yeah so now and, yeah the, the times that he got the the biggest chances of recent, that was against Tottenham. You can see that Eric Dyer, instead of pressing, decided to drop back. You get, and then Ronaldo has a chance. We already know that of recent, Ronaldo has been, you know, he likes to take long range shots and try to shoot all the time, but he doesn't even get the chance to do it again in the Premier League. You get, because every zone is covered, you get, by at least one or two people. You get, it's either you're very quick, and then you can, even when my United tries to push counters, you get, he's always behind. You get because the pace yeah. of the game now is just is just too fast, it's just, especially in the Premier League. So it's either you're very quick, even if you're going to be caught offside like a lot of times, just just don't stop running. One of them will one of them will work because if Liverpool like they're one of the most experienced teams, you get are playing the high line, you get, and he beats that high line, you get with his lack of position, you know, and his ability to beat the. Like his inability to 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 play the, like to to escape the offside trap. Stay onside, yeah. He he still played onside in that match and got an opportunity. That's just the like, and playing at Man United, I believe he will be more refined because with all the good things that I'm saying about him, like he just looks raw. Like I don't know, there's just something about him that just feels so raw. His finishing is not bad though. He he actually strikes the ball very well. His finishing yeah. is not bad, but he just looks. His decision making is very poor. It's okay, very, just very, hold very. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Let's do. Let's let's. This is what I want us to do. Let's let's categorize the episode now. Um, let's do weaknesses first, and then we'll do strengths, and then conclude. Yeah. So let's jump right into weaknesses. And I want. <laughs> I I don't know if it's me, but I have a problem with his technical ability on the ball. Yeah, I also have a very big problem with that because um, he's quite fast, no doubt about that. But when it comes to his first touch, it's usually a very, very big mess. I am as scared as I am for Lukaku. I am for, <laughs> for him I because... Told, I told Precious that he gives me Lukaku vibes. Yeah, because he, he he's so poor when it comes to first touches and he's also so poor when it comes to decision making because he mostly loves to overrun the ball. He's not so good under pressure. The only time he does well when he's pressured is when he's needed to give the final pass. He's, he's passing his way off. He just knows how to give key passes. True, because uh, he's just like someone like Ronaldo who you can see that he has a lot of assists. 
But if you're talking about the quality of the assist, you see that it's not because he's so good with his passing, but he's always in positions where he can pick out the last man. So key passes, very outstanding for him. But when it comes to normal passes, he becomes a very big nuisance. It's, it's, it's so bad. And I watched some of his clips where he was faced with some, a few defenders where he was close to the byline. It's either he ends up trying to over-dribble it or he ends up taking the ball out of the line, which is typical Lukaku. So the, the uh, weakness of the guy is it's not something so bad. It's something he can work on because I think this guy had that issue too because I was doubting him when he was in Salzburg. What's his name? Um, Haaland. Haaland. Haaland, was, yes. He also had that issue with always overrunning the ball because he's so fast. So he just feels like I can always take on people and I can always, you know, move as fast as I can. And then he doesn't realize that the line is just in front of him. You know, the pitch is not as far as big as most of these fast players think the pitch is. So he he has a lot to learn technically. Technically, he has raw talent, but when it comes to technicalities, I think he has a whole lot to learn. Yeah. Okay. That's that's one way to look at it. That's really one way to look at it. But I feel like this, this is this is the only way I feel like it would work for United. You get weaknesses. Your you've got them all. You get you've got them all. But if he comes in as someone that's not going to start right, you get remember we still have Ronaldo. You get if we manage to convince Ronaldo to stay, we have Ronaldo for a year. You get. He's going to start if he stays. If Ronaldo stays, he's going to start. So that could give Nunes time to work on his game. You get he's he's only twenty-two right now, and I don't think I don't think he should. If he comes with all the pressure that Lukaku came with, I don't think it's going to work out. You get, but if we can bring him in quietly, you get and and grow him with the squad. Grow him with the squad and. Even to now, Haaland's first touch is not very good, but everybody seems to want Haaland. Yes, he, he doesn't have a very good, a very good first touch, and but he he, he doesn't even that. need to dribble the ball. You get if you learn your trade as a centre forward, you get you don't even need to over dribble the ball. You get you don't even need to be even dribbling the ball. You get if he can just if he gets the ball in a tight position and just pass, simply passes it backwards, he has done no wrong. You get, but mm-hmm. if you can save your energy and use it in, if it comes to my, starts trying to be like Ronaldo at my United, you get trying to do Lego vas and stuff. It's <laughs> going to look off because that's what Lukaku was trying to do. You get, but yeah. I feel like you should focus on your strengths as a player more than your you weakness. Get. More than your weakness, hone your strengths, and nobody will remember that you're bad at some things. You get, but you know that he, you know that he's he's. One of his strengths is that he loves to attempt dribbles. He's not so so good at dribbling, but he's that's not his strength. For a striker, for a striker, he's good. No, it's not. It's not like it's a weakness because um, in some of his goals, he has been able to wriggle through defenses. You know that there are some dribbles that we call a striker's kind of dribble, the kind of dribbles that you see Aguero do. Yes, they, he just needs to take it away from one or two defenders and then he shoots. Because when we, when we talk about technique again, his technical abilities too, he lacks fineness in finishing. He lacks it a lot. But uh, he makes up for it because he, he's vaddy like in that sense. 
he prefers sheer power than trying to technically shoot the ball. But there are situations where you can't just hit the ball so hard, you know. And in such situations, if he if he has not learned how to um, shoot with fineness, then it's going to really be a problem for him too. He needs to learn that as a striker. Yeah, I think that I think that that that, that of course can be learned. You get develops over time. You hone yeah. over time. You get and you practice. Even Bruno Fernandez, you get. If you check his story, like he kicks the ball so well now, you get. But he actually had to be trained by Di Natale at I think was he Udinese. You get before his striking yeah. could improve. So all these things like can actually be taught. You get and the striker Ronaldo, like with all with all the goals that he scored in his career, like he doesn't have the best shot technique. You get he doesn't have the best shot technique. He always likes to go for, for power. Especially as he started aging. You get he really can't wrap his foot around the ball again as he used to. So like I don't really think it's that big of a problem. The only thing that, that's going to be a big problem is if he's not trained properly, you get. And <laughs> with a little bit of luck, we are going to get Ten Hag. And I think that's a good coach. That's a good coach that likes the game. And I think he's going to that. I think he's going to benefit okay. from that. If he comes yeah. to United, if he comes to United, if he come, and it's a very big if. Um, but there is, there is also um, like well, we we've talked a bit about dribbling and um, how that dribbling. But I want to talk about the weight of his passes. He doesn't I, play. I, I don't know. He doesn't play a proper weighted pass, but. Yeah. One thing is now, apart from apart from strikers like Hurricane and Benzema, you get who really <laughs> who really wants a striker to be doing all that, like all Lewandowski. <laughs> and now we know that we know that Lewandowski, Benzema, and Hurricane, they are not young anymore. You get they've taken years. You get to, to learn how to do what they do. You get yeah. to play the to play the role. To play the role at a very complete level. So like, it's it's something that comes with time. You get right now if he can just cause the goal, I don't care about his his weight of pass. No, it, um, actually you you're making it because you know most times I usually love to um categorize players based on their position. Um, for example, a striker is called a striker because he should strike the ball. You know, so. I feel just striker is not or his dribbling but goals. Which is why I usually um a criticism of Cristiano Ronaldo that he doesn't really track back well, he doesn't really mark well. You know, I feel like a striker should mean that as long as he's scoring goals. You know, because that energy you're using to run around, there are better things to do with it. We have other people, we have wingers who we have midfield and who should be do the chasing. We have a striker who should all 
example, if you notice um, pressure state layer, because during counterattacks, which is something that was his strength because he's lacking the pace. And imagine when you lack pace and then you are tracking back all the way, you would see that whenever my it becomes there is really no way he can you know follow up these players because they're too slow for that. But like to be a someone who you see that whenever Manchester United is going on the counter, he would always that has to be very very important if you need him to score for us during counters because ability when it comes. Playing how he's playing as long as he keeps tracking back to maybe a problem for him. So for this player, yeah, that uh, if we, that's the funny thing now. That's really the funny thing, you get. It's really the funny thing because Benzema is praised, you get, as a top striker right now. And Benzema also struck back. He barely even crosses the halfway line. That's the point. That's the whole point of being a striker. He saves his energy, you get, for when there's an actual attack to carry. Now, people keep saying this person should track back. And that's like, they say this person should track back, that person should track back. Hurricane does not track back. Lewandowski, even in a pressing by team, does not track back. You get, like, that's not even your You need all your energy you get because your best players should play, should play as much as much of the game as they can. Yeah. 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 So I feel like I feel like the weight of his pass, although it can be improved on, you get but that that's the thing, it depends on the kind of football the coach wants to play, you get. If you want to play that's a very good. fluid front three. A very fluid and technical front three. You guys, you might need yeah, you someone need. that's that's better on the ball that can that can play a nine and, and as a ten. It just depends on what the coach play because you might if if he brings in Nunes now and try and starts trying to turn Nunes into a few folding or into a, a De Bruyne, like it's going to be catastrophic. You get, and that was the problem with Lukaku. You get, you bought in Lukaku and then starts trying to turn him into something he's not. Even played him on the right wing. Like, what was that? <laughs> you get... That's not, yeah. that's, not, that's not the behavior of a successful club, you get. You, okay, it's just like when, when Liverpool bought Firmino, you buy Firmino and start trying to turn him into an out-and-out striker. It doesn't make any sense. You get... He's, he's not yeah. going to be that player and you're, you're like, by your own might, limiting the player, you get, by asking him to become something, when you can just hone him into the best version of what he can be. Yeah, okay, I think there's a reason why you bought him. I don't get why um, coaches um, buy players and then try to play them out of position, uh, not because they've played them in their position, maybe they were not playing so well, but because they feel like they just want to play them out of position, even when it's obvious that this player... Um, it's not doing well and it's unhappy that you're playing him out of position. I'm like, you you bought a striker because he scored so, so many goals as a striker. Then I, I feel it's just normal that you should play him in strike because that's why you bought him. Uh, if you are taking him from the striking position and then play him on the wings and he's not comfortable because he can't give you those results. You know, that's, you, are, you, you are trying to do a gamble 
And that gamble, there is always a possibility that it may pay off or it may not pay off. But I don't know why you would spend millions of money to get someone who can guarantee you stuff where he is because that's why you bought him. That's why you spent those millions. And then try to put him somewhere where you are not sure of how his output is going to be. When you can easily just get someone who does well in that wing and everybody will be happy, you know? trying to get players to play in positions where they are not really comfortable. Not because maybe the person is getting older and they're trying to make the person adapt or um, the player is not doing well. He has not been doing well there for a while. So maybe the Premier League is too tough for him. Maybe the centre-backs are probably too strong and they're trying to get him to miss the weaker right-backs or left-backs because you've tried him where he says he knows how to play and he's not doing well. But you're just trying to put him anywhere to see whether you can accommodate somebody else. You know, it's very big clubs. You already have someone so good here, but you just want to have all the big names and then try to see how you can fit them in one place or the other. You know, that thing happened to Real Madrid when they were full of Galacticos, but they were all useless because they could not achieve anything. They were underplaying because they had too many good players and uh, those players were players that could play in the same position. So they were now having to take some strikers, put them on the wing, take some midfielders, you know, try to play them with an attacking midfield role to see whether they can just accommodate all the big names and all that. And obviously, it did not work out. So these things are things that I would love Manchester United board and our coaches to, our new, our new coach to, you know, put into consideration. And then something else is that, um, you know, these things can be as a result of the fact that the club is not buying for football purposes, but for commercial purposes. I think that's my use problem. Yeah, they, 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 they want they, the, the shiny new toy. Yes, they just want <laughs> you when they when they buy you, they sell the shirts and all that. And when they when you want to sell people shirts and people are buying it, you need to play them so that people will be willing to buy more shirts, you know. So you, you need to incorporate all those top players in your starting lineup so that people will be happy to come and watch the game. So it's not like um the the players are doing well or that they fit into the games, um, the coach's game plan. Sometimes, like Van Gaal will always complain, the coaches barely have a say because uh, they will tell you the players that they want to buy and they will just buy them and you have to find a way to play them. So those things are not, uh, they are not proper and we can see how it's killing the club. So I think our, these are owners self. They should just find a way to get them out of this place because those guys are not football owner, club owners. They just want to sell and make money. And I think we are past that. Yeah, we can, we can agree with that. Um... So, um, what so what other weaknesses do you think Darwin has? I I think I've exhausted my list. <laughs> oh, I don't think he has any other obvious weaknesses because he's aggressive. He's the kind of aggressive player I would love for Manchester United because he has a lot of aggression, and um, and he runs, he runs, he runs. Yes, he yes, runs. very. He, and he loves to run. He's a South American. He's Uruguay. He gives me that Cavani kind of vibe <laughs> when, he, when he's doing So I don't think he has any other weaknesses except his technicalities, his uh, inability to know where the line is for offsides and all that. But these are things that I feel he can work on. I think he doesn't have so much weaknesses. Okay, um, let's, let's get right into strengths. And I, I, I don't know, I'm precious, maybe you don't think so, but I think he's finishing his strength. I think he's a not so great finisher, but he's a good finisher. Yeah, I think I think he's a, he's a good finisher. I think he's a good finisher, and if he can be able to do it, um, 
um, against better defenders on a consistent basis, then maybe we could categorize him as a great finisher. But for now, playing in playing in um, Portugal, I don't I don't really think you can you can call anybody here a great finisher. And then until until you're playing against Alison Ederson, you know the top goalkeepers, Mendy on on a consistent basis, you know, and scoring against them, scoring crucial goals against them. So, um, I feel like his speed is a strength, probably one of his biggest strengths, and his size, his size is also a strength. Get and and the aerial ability. Yes, and area ability. The fact that you can use him in two ways. You can either use him one. Although he's really not aggressive when shooting the ball. Because he's aggressive when he's chasing it. Because, but he's not really aggressive when he's shielding it. But I feel yeah, like all these that's are, a weakness too. We failed to mention it. Yeah. He doesn't hold the ball well. It's not someone that yeah. can hold the ball well with his back to goal. That's the thing, like has he really had much practice you get to do that? Because I don't think they really play like um very artic- articulate possession based football in, in at Benfica. Yeah. You get so probably he's not really had the chance you get to do that. He's a strong player and, and he looks he looks very humble. That's one thing. He looks like somebody that likes to learn because yeah, he has the mentality. I I, I like the way he interacts with the club's fans from what I can see from the videos I've seen. Yeah. This guy this guy actually I think this is his third season you get in the top flight, like playing for the first team. I think this is his third season and second. He should be his second. No, he played one season with he played one season with Armeria. Yeah, that was in, um, second second division now. <laughs> yeah, but he played for the first team. So yeah, that's okay. Like <laughs> so and if you check it, his numbers are only getting better. You get he didn't do as well in Almeria as he did at Benfica in his first season. And funny enough, like he was able to rack up. I think was it seven assists. I think it was it was seven assists. And in his second season now, obviously he's tearing it up with twenty goals. Into two games, and basically the highest goal scorer for the Portuguese league this season. So I feel like probably all these things like just need just need to be displayed. Maybe he really hasn't had um, the opportunity to work on those aspects of his game. Okay, I very importantly, I feel like this is this is a very good thing for any strike and only emphasized on it a lot when he was here. The fact that Darwin scores scrappy goals. Yeah, and very important. He scores important goals too. You know, as a striker, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. It, it Is it important that he scores that he scores scrappy goals as a striker? <laughs> it's it's very important. Because I mean it's it's like there there could be games where the 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 team is not working as planned, and then it's it's something of of a struggle that will lead. And um, Ole had the problem with 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 our strikers at that time before before he got Cavani in, and um, this was even before he got Ronaldo in. He he, he, he said that um, I, 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 when 
when when he was asked in the presser why 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 is he didn't play, he didn't play Mason through the middle, he said that um Mason is not yet not to, to be able to put his face in the line line for a goal for a goal. So yeah, yeah, I feel like yeah. yeah. I feel like that's what doesn't, doesn't happen because you know these players they don't they don't have that that aggression in the game. They are not hungry for goals. You know? They are not hungry. They are not. They are pulling out to get of challenges that they could they could easily like attack more like with more aggression. Like even the teams that are held for their technical ability, like teams like Manchester, teams like Liverpool, you get. They are so technical in possession, you get. But if it's if it's fifty fifty, you get. They are actually advised to throw their body like on the line. Cause see with their press, you get how 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 um how physical their press is, and and all that. So, but my United, like as if talented players don't dive in, like they don't they don't compete. Get yeah. mostly like this. If he if he comes, like probably he would he, he, probably we are hoping that he brings that mentality. You get that mentality of throwing yourself at, at the ball. Yeah, because it's it's really it's it's sorely lacking in Manchester United because whenever we are facing other teams, whether big teams or small teams, we mostly always lose fifty fifty duels because our players just don't want to put their bodies on the line. I think it's because they end too much. I feel it's because they are so comfortable. So they are not trying to impress any other person. They're not trying to get people to see them. They're not trying to our players really lack ambition. They and do. then um, they don't have they don't have competition. Yes, and there's no drive. Them. I feel like the, the key thing is there's no pride. There's no pride because pride pride professional pride helps you to level up your game. You get because you want to be the best. You get just like Haaland, just like the Mbappes of this world. You get you want to be yeah. the best. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Because right. they have they have zero ambition. Oh. They they feel so comfortable where they are. So they just get complacent. They are not looking to be right. the best in their positions or anything like that. They just they're just comfortable that they're playing for Manchester United and they're getting the amount of salary that they're getting. And I think that's something that Manu needs to work on because um if you look at the other top clubs, their their salaries, their wage structure for the kind of players we have. Because these are players who won't even earn much. Even Masina has a lot of money. Our wage structure is just way so poor. And imagine for someone like Phil Jones, he's not playing at all. And then when you what you are doing is to give him a new five year contract with an improved salary. Why are you improving his salary? Why are you giving do, him more do you know, money? I, do, I I just complained today that I I still haven't figured out why you signed Tom Keating. <laughs> and gave him gave him a contract just because he he he, he started. At, I think he was at the club academy at some point. What does that have to do with anything? This is basically how my United make decisions. They are just trying to play this emotional game. You get it's always about it. It really costs it costs them less to keep Tom Hitting than to maybe sign somebody new. 
because they cannot count him as a signing and say they've signed four players. Someone new. And, yeah. and yeah. Yeah, I mean, Lee Grant is still at the club and he does not play. And then you go. That's basically. Dramata is so, on £160,000 a week. Do why, do you think, why do you think Wamata doesn't want to leave Manchester United? No one can pay him that. Played, like, these players are on these huge salaries and then you don't even give them a chance. So Lingard wanted to leave. He stopped Lingard from leaving. But you haven't played him ever since. Like, you haven't even given him a chance. So why did you ask him to stay? He's been fit. He's been on the bench from day to day. Like, what do you think that does to the morale of the team? And he's been doing so well. He was doing so well at West Ham, and he would have easily just gone He was gone doing there. so well, and he wanted to leave. He apparently he could have stayed and probably enjoyed what Man United had to offer. But I feel like they decided that since he was going to earn more at at wherever he was going to, probably that's an advantage for him, and they don't want advantages for anybody. Just like <laughs> like their fans suffering. Okay. <laughs> Uh-huh. They also Let's... want the good ones to suffer. Now Let's... we have Marcus Rashford that is looking for a new contract, and he's already on two hundred grand a week. I'm that sorry, is... but I, I think Marcus Rashford should leave the club if he demands anything more than what he's getting. I think if he's looking for a new yeah, contract, well, he should, you should... He should wait, 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 wait. You beg them to reduce the salary. <laughs> that guy is sitting too much. He's too happy. Can, Can he's we always get happy? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel wait, like. Okay. I feel like... We're talking about Nunes like, with respect to I feel to like he's a striker, but I feel like it's not Nunes. I think he's going to be too expensive for a project. If we're looking to rebuild Manchester United, we can't be spending 80 million potential. You need to be the ready-made goods. You need to be scoring at least 15 goals in the Premier League and at least six in the Champions League. So you know, Nunes' record is not so bad. You know, he he yeah. he's, he has always been a prolific goal scorer. <laughs> yeah, but he, he has not played prolific. for Man United. Yeah, but you know, he even in the Champions League, he has like six goals. So I'm not even talking about the quality of the. That's position. so. That's not, not so bad because <laughs> last season he had five goals in Europe, and this season he has six. So he, he he's quite consistent when it comes playing, to scoring other people that are not a team like Manchester United. It's not the same thing as playing for Benfica. The yeah, kind of okay. associations that you're going to make while coming to United, you get. And he's going to he's going to link up with these lazy players. You get. And it's even Sancho. Nunes is not better than Sancho. <laughs> but you can see what's happening with Sancho. That's to show you that it's not even just talent, you get. It's way more than that. Playing for no, Manchester he... United. You know, it's not more than talent. It might not really be the club. Personally, I don't even think it's the club. I feel it's the um, the crop of players that we've gathered all these years. If we are talking about a new coach, I feel um, we should be talking about a massive overhaul, just like uh, what we did during the time of Van Gaal. Because if you watch something, when it came to um, Van Gaal's time, as much as it didn't really work out as much as we would have loved it to work out and all that, and he didn't get all the players he was looking to get. But um, because there was a massive overhaul and we had some new players, the, the players were playing according to the coach's um, style of play. You get. So he was not able to get people that would really suit the style. But obviously, even when we are playing clubs like Arsenal, who really were positioned 
um, a position-based club at that point, even as Wenger had to admit that they had to give up possession because it was obvious that you might win Manchester United, fine, but once you're playing against Manchester United, you cannot have more possession than them. It was just so clear. So every team had to relax and sit back. So mind you, we are, we are losing as a team because of counter-attacks. We had poor defenders. We had poor positioning. You know, you'll be watching a game, a football game, and your team was never in trouble, but you're losing like training. Like there was one game I watched against um, Everton. That one that Mirala scored the third goal, it was training. It was just so annoying and funny because we are always with the ball. We are in control. But all of a sudden, you just see that the ball has ended up in the back of the net, you know. But one thing was certain. These guys are playing like the coach wanted them to. So if we are having a massive overhaul, then this team might not really be a problem because he would not meet this crop of players. We would have a lot of sales and we have a lot of people coming in. We have a lot of new players, better mentality. So if we can get those kind of players, young players, hungry players, not these old cargoes, then you, we'll, you, you, you have to... Uh... You have to do it in practical terms, you guys. Basically, we need, we need. Apparently, we still need one more winger, you guys, and okay. we need two central midfielders and probably a centre back because Brian is never fit and Maguire is non-existent. <laughs> now, our best we defender. Probably, we probably need a full back, you guys, because at least one side of the attack should be working now, you guys. So now, with all these players that we need. Can you can you comfortably say that we can go out there and spend eighty million? On um, I don't think Nunes is worth eighty million. He is. That's where he I'm is. going from. He is. I don't That's think what his value is right now. No, I'm I'm saying that might be and his valuation. Benfica will uh, take their pound of flesh. They sold Galvez for hundred twenty million. What? You know that. But, that, um, but he's not worth eighty million now. He's too. You know he's. Okay. You know that uh, you know that he's priced at seventy-five to eighty million euros, and United. Well, that's euros now. Money pounds. Yeah, yeah. So if that's if it's euros, then you see if it's seven, something or eighty euros, that'll be around six something million pounds. I this is my United. That. My United is going to have to pay above that money. You already know. Like we are acting like we don't know this club. <laughs> you know, yes. I, I know we, I know we need a striker. We need a very good striker. Yes, and, and we are not even the Champions League, so yes, we don't I, have any chips. We have nothing to bargain with. Yeah, but we have a project. I don't Which think that's project? much of a problem. <laughs> <laughs> if you were a player now, my United approached you. How many managers? In how many years? How many projects? Forget. No, 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 no. Let me. Okay. Imagine. Imagine going to approach Benfica for Nunes and telling them, "I have a project. I have a project. Reduce price for me. Fifteen. No, 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 no. When I'm talking about the project, I'm not talking about the club because the club does not care if you have a project or not. The club does not care if you are going to the Champions League or not. Those are enticing factors for the players, not the club. The club yeah. tells you what they want. So I'm talking about the player because it's true that we don't have um, Champions League football as things stand. But if we are talking about enticing the player for Manchester United, we are still Manchester United number one. And secondly, we can if you are trying to get a, a new coach, for example, you are getting a new coach, you are promising an overhaul, you are showing this player clear terms, in clear terms that something new is changing in the club and you are looking to take this club to you know, the highest that it should be. And you are really part, a very important part of this project. That player most likely would think about it because this is Manchester United. We pay good and you are seeing that there are obvious changes um, Obvious changes going on. Why I'm saying this is because look at Liverpool. 
Liverpool, when they started getting this, their players, we all know they were not in the Champions League. Same with Manchester City. So these things are, when you are very clear about the project, if you have decided to change things, and this is what you want to do, and you are telling this person, this is this, this a new coach you are getting in, and this coach maybe wants you, and we have other players in specific positions that will help us get what we are supposed to get. If you are able to communicate that vision clearly, I think players would come to Manchester United. You know, it's, you know, it's still it's very that, you that you compare United to Liverpool. Let me give you examples now. If United would have paid probably 150 million, we paid 80 million for my bank. <laughs> you, get, you, can't, you can't even draw nearly that comparison. My United pays, pays so much. One Bissaka is 50 million. How do you want to convince Benfica to not sell Nunes for you? For 80 million, when you bought one Bissaka 50 million during COVID. Harry <laughs> <laughs> Maguire as well. There's really no there's really no argument you can make. They look at Maguire. You bought Maguire 80 million and you don't want to give them their own 80 million. It's not possible. There's really no if my United is buying Lunes, my United is not going to pay less than 80 million. They are going to pay the full premium because it's not their turn that you reach and have sense. Nobody will agree. When you are buying want... players. <laughs> I think they bought Salah for like for something million. Sir. Yes. Or was yes. even was even less than that. You can see money. Money was a bargain deal. How how much did they buy money? You get they thirty million. The, they didn't go for the newnesses of this world. You get. I want us. They shine yeah. for you. Get you go you go to, you go and find something that n- nobody has yet discovered. I don't think they dragged the money with anybody. No, nobody. You get nobody. So, you have to find those players. Even Salah, nobody. By yourself. If you're going to rebuild a club, if you spend 80 million on on Nunes, you're not rebuilding anything. Half of what you're going to be allocated already gone for one player. When the most dire position that we need players in is not even striker. We even we have as we are going into the Premier League now, the Premier League weekend, we have no midfielder. To play in midfield, like no defensive midfielder. Fred but we need we out. One good defensive midfielder. One That's good the thing. And now, to get one good defensive midfielder, you're talking about already 50 million. The glass one billion. Now, we've not, we've, not even bought, we've not even bought a centre-back, and we probably need two. We need a full-back, too. You understand? Like, it's, we really don't we might, we, we, we might not really need a centre-back. I think our problem with centre-backs is that we should trust Lindelof and Bailey more and kick out <laughs> Maguire. You know that because... that's not going to happen. You know that <laughs> and that's, that's our problem, problem because if you keep buying centre-backs the, the only way, and still play them with Maguire, that that's the problem. He's uh, bringing in somebody that is obviously better. You get If we had two hands fit in that team, of course, you could easily say, I'm not starting Maguire solely because Varane is a world beater, World Cup winner, this, this, that. And everyone is obviously better than Maguire. I am obviously huh? better. <laughs> let me let me tell you one thing. Eh. But it's not if so bad in England. Goes not so bad in spend, England. If my United goes and spends eighty million on Nunes, I already know that we have no project. Yeah. Yes, he's not. He he's not worth eighty million. I don't because think so. I, I hope I'm not going wrong. If we even go, eh, if we even go and spend seventy million, sixty million pounds on Nunes, then I'm sure that we have no project. I'm. Basically, it wasn't Ragnik that 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 um, that approved that signing. You get it wasn't Ragnik. It wasn't Ten Hag because they can't be building a club and spending sixty million 
on somebody that is not a finished article. You get that doesn't come in and and surely improve your team without you having to add any other person. If you buy just Nunes, you've not solved any problem at Man United. How much was Haaland bought? <laughs> I think Haaland was Haaland was, was quite cheap. Yes, very cheap. Can't remember Alan exactly how much, but I know he was. I know he was very cheap. Well, it's not the that going for a player, a player. It's usually a very big problem. Clubs are more willing to sell at lower prices to other clubs, but once it's Manchester United, everybody just wants to enjoy them. And because of course, they don't have sense. They don't. They don't. They don't have sense. <laughs> I'm telling you, you get. If we're spending, if we're spending sixty million on. On on Nunes, a player of Nunes's quality, then I'm sure that we have we have no project. I'm already sure about that that we have no project. But what if we don't buy him and then we, he goes to um, some other club and then we now see that this guy is really good? Really yeah, let him be good. Let's like, go. Let's go. That's the thing. You don't need to buy every shiny new toy. Yeah, yes. and um, I I feel like if you have a project, you should keep your eyes on the goal. I mean. Pep, um, what, what's his name? Dragon Club went for his first two seasons without a trophy. And he faced heavy criticism. I think there was there was there was talk about um Club going for almost his trophy less and then um losing his job. But he still kept his head down. Got the players that fit his system and it turned out all good. So when okay, let me let me give you let me give you a clear example here of fear of missing out. Now my United bought Fred, you know. Now, Man City was in the race to buy Fred. They basically used, yeah. they used Man City to make sure that we bought Fred for a very high amount. You see, number one mistake because like we were saying, what well. if Fred becomes the next uh, star midfielder in the world, the next Casemiro, both from Brazil? We we bought nonsense. Fred is not Fred is Fred is good now. Fred is not so bad. Fred is at not least. any good, please. Fred at is not any good. He's rubbish. Have you heard have you watched Fred play in Brazil? Have you watched Fred play in Liverpool? Even 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 Brazil's Fred, does he walk into Liverpool's team? He's very good. Uh, he can play Let's in Liverpool now. He can, some, sometimes Miona <laughs> plays now. Fred is how? better than Miona in midfield. Miona is old. What does he know? What, how, Fred, what does just, he know how Fred to just now? has more energy. You get That's it Fred now. Fred has more energy. Fred is not better than Chamberlain that sits on the bench. <laughs> Obviously, Fred, Fred is bad. not better than Chamberlain. <laughs> what do you think Chide do? <laughs> okay, okay. I... He's not, he's not, he's not. Fred is not better than Chamberlain. Arsenal's Chamberlain. Um, okay, um, quickly, <laughs> let's... Okay. Do, we, 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 do you think Nunes will fit into... Do you think Nunes will fit into, into the way Ten Hag plays? Yeah, I think so. If Hala works, he should work. If, <laughs> uh, if Hala with um, that stature works, although, you know, Nunes is not so tall... Not so tall, he's just there, you know. He, most enough. times, most times we make it look like he's so tall, but he's not. He's just like he's Ronaldo's he's, height. Yeah, he's Ronaldo's height. He's yeah, he's, he's almost two inches taller than Ronaldo. No, he's not. Yeah. Ronaldo, Ronaldo is the same height. 
Ronaldo is the same height. They are the same. He's not. Are you sure? Yeah, I can assure you, yeah. Ronaldo is 6 0. Ronaldo is 6 1, almost 6 2. Okay. That means he's as tall as Lewandowski. That's what I, it means. I don't know about Lewandowski, but um, let's, let me give you a perfect example of it. He's as tall as Victor Lindelof. He's, he's not Ronaldo, Ronaldo is actually 6 1. Yes, now he's the same. He's 1.87 meters. Uh, he's meters. the same thing with Lindelof, actually, in height. Yeah, he's the same height. height. I've seen that before. He's the same height. Both are the same height. So he's not so tall as we might make it look like. He's just as tall as Ronaldo. Yeah. Come on, Ronaldo. So, um, obviously, most centre-backs are taller than that. Most centre-backs are really big, you know. Yeah. He, he can fit into my use game plan because that's if Ten Hag is the manager, obviously. Because Ten Hag has worked well with um, Haller. That's why I think so. Because if Haller, which I thought, or who I thought, sorry, Basically, would not work well with Ten Hag. Actually, did well. So, why not? I mean, he's faster. He's he has more um, power when it comes to shooting. You know, that guy is very good with shoot on sight. That's one thing I love about um, Darwin, because once he finds any opportunity, he's very very willing to shoot, and he shoots real good. He only has the problem of finesse, like I said before, which um might not really be an issue he's playing in the team where he's getting numerous chance, chances i think the problem with Manchester united is that we don't get good enough chances we don't get opportunities where our strikers are just faced with the goalkeeper we always score beautiful goals where um there are always people in the box maybe this guy now crossed it towards the byline we, we don't get easy, um, easily where this guy is just faced with the keeper because if we get that more someone like um, darwin would always always do a good job so he would do well. Okay, so Matic just announced that he will be leaving the club at the end of the season. <laughs> ah, great news! Nobody cares, man. <laughs> but I think so, he's still our best defensive midfielder. Because we don't have true. a defensive. I think he's the true. only defensive midfielder. Exactly, you don't have any, so we'll be the best, obviously. True, so, so for one, like, um, where do I start from? I don't think, I don't think Nunes is like Halle. Halle doesn't run as well, and but Halle actually holds the ball very well, like, he uses his physique, yes, a lot to hold the ball, and Ahalev flopped in the Premier League again, but he he was actually highly rated before he came to the Premier League. Yeah. So you can't really draw that comparison. I don't I feel Halle, even from his time in the Premier League, wasn't prolific, but you if you see his game, you can see that he's polished, like he has a good touch. You get yeah. it just it just was I feel like you can't you can't really draw that comparison. If he's going to play Nunes, he's going to play differently. I remember that there's Ronaldo. And Ronaldo is going to start. If Ronaldo agrees to stay, Ronaldo is going to start. And and Ronaldo probably will not stay at the club if we don't get Champions League football. I think he might stay. Where is he going to? <laughs> there are places that he could go to. PSG might decide to still buy another star. Please, if they want to buy him, they should simply go. Like I would really be happy to 
see him go there. Just like I would be very happy to see the back of Pogba. Like, I just want to see people's backs. I don't know what I have with people's backs, but I do you, love to the, see it. The funny thing is, you can't sell, you can't sell everybody. You get that's one thing. And knowing my United, we don't complete deals quickly. We do not complete deals quickly. And you can't sell the better players in the squad. You get that, now that does not apply to Poba. You get because I feel like <laughs> there are like 20 midfielders on the backest right now that can do what Poba does. No, you are being mistaken. There are about 20 midfielders plus that can do more than what Poba does. <laughs> So that, that, that's basically my problem with when you mention Fred. You get Fred runs around. Every Liverpool midfielder runs around, even longer than Fred. They run 120 minutes and they don't stop running. And better, they can play a pass. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I watch Liverpool get. I don't, I don't know if you heard our episode on Manchester Liverpool. If you watch that team. Matip is playing power like passes. Matip, a centre back, not Van Dijk, because if I say Van Dijk, everybody says Van Dijk. Matip can play that pass. Fabinho can play that pass. Henderson can play that pass. Everybody can play that pass, and they can also run. They can track the ball. They have press. They, they have pressure on the ball. Another. Now, for all the for all the talk of of our midfield being very energetic and all that. Do you know that I think I, I was seeing a ranking on on pressures pressures on the ball, and I think we were 18. 18. We, we are not energetic. It's just Fred that runs. That's we're the thing. He's not even on the list. He's not in the like most pressing midfielders in the league. The other you things are pressed obviously now. You can't be excused for that. Like you are a midfielder, your business should be passing. You get like, and there was this skill that he did. I think was it against? I think was it like he did this very nice. Skill. I don't know. I don't think it was against Everton. I think the match before Everton, he did this very nice skill on the wing, and then everybody was clapping because I was seeing this pitch side camera, and then he proceeded <laughs> to pass the ball to the defender. <laughs> you get like, you don't even need to know how to do all that. You get you shouldn't even be thinking of how to do all that. Just play a pass. That's a midfielder's job. Play a pass. Like and he does this consistently. The goal that we considered against Everton was his pass. A misplaced pass again. A player that plays for Manchester United. You get okay, yeah, yeah. Um we've, I don't forgive know. It. I feel like for center forward options, there's this guy carrying Adeyemi. Probably cheaper than Darwin Nunes. Yeah, um, Salzburg. Yes, I would love that boy on the team. I would love. Yeah. He's cheaper, younger, and then I think, I you think, could probably play I'm... him on on the left wing too. I think he's not one pound too. You could probably play him on the left or on the right too. You get considering how young he is. I think he's just nineteen, a bit twenty one. Did you get also. that? Also, but okay. Precious. But then he would definitely be cheaper. Precious, hold on, hold on. I say... Okay, can you Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you now. Options, because I think he he will most likely go to Dortmund. So, I... I Who is that? Karim Adeyemi. 
I think his his deal with Dortmund is is like ninety percent sealed already. So that's and it's that's better like, and it's very it's way better for him because he'll be playing. Yeah. So that's. Oh, that's we need this guy. What do you think, Precious Mkunku? Where do you play him? <laughs> yeah. He, we need a wing. We need a winger now. We are and one point. Mkunku is not the right winger. And 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 we need a right winger. Funny because we got Sancho. Sancho can play right wing. We can just play left wing. Play him at the left. That's the thing. See now, uh, if you buy him, people will start complaining that he's not rapid like Rashford. They've already but started we... complaining that Sancho is not rapid. How is Rashford rapid? Sorry. He's, no, he's, so playing like a, he's, he's playing like a he's playing like a he's playing like a rabbit. He's not rapid. <laughs> he, he's, he always wastes the ball all the time. He doesn't do anything reasonable with no, it. I would, do I would definitely man. love Nkunku. If we had a starting eleven, you get, and we are trying to improve. That. We can we, we can we can play two strikers for crying out loud that he will just play. Well, do you know how much you would buy Nkunku? If you press Nkunku, that you are finished. <laughs> yeah, I. I don't know. Um, what's what I I don't know. There is there is obviously a huge difference between um Leipzig and Man United, and Leipzig at the point when when Ralph Ragnick was in that club. Um, when he was in that club, he he told the board to sign players that 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 were in the first two years of their professional. Yeah, and wanted to succeed more, and that's that's. <laughs> That's the approach United got into and signed one Bissaka, Harry Maguire, and Daniel James in that transfer window. So, <laughs> how Harry Maguire was 28. <laughs> I don't know. There is no, there's no excuse for Harry Maguire. It can only be a 28 year old defender for 80 million who has not achieved anything in his life. But he's not so bad for England. What it's is wrong with Mayu? <laughs> because England play with two two actually good defensive midfielders. I, I think we I think we need to come to a point where our defensive flaws should not be so easy. Because sometimes I feel pity for Maguire. Why? Because as much as he's not so good in defending, or sorry, as much as he's not good with defending, um, he's, he's, <laughs> the midfield he's, is non-existent. Yeah, the midfield yeah. does not exist. Yeah. But then he yeah he's 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 too exposed for my liking. That's what I'm saying now. Who is supposed to protect him? Is he not Fred? Fred and Victor. <laughs> That's it. So with, with better with, with better defender and um, defensive midfielders, we might see that we don't really need much centre backs. We and let him too many things. We need we let him too many things. You can't compare. Uh, you cannot compare. Beran and Bale and club football because as we are playing Norwich tomorrow, all of them know that they are going to be playing Maguire and they know what they are going to do. Yeah, yeah, and you, they spend more time to get a training. National like, football is play, play football. as you go, you get. But club football is actually these guys have used one, two training sessions to prepare specifically for you. <laughs> to if target you, you as a weak point against my United, they targeted one Bisaka. You get hmm. all of them kept going to that wing. They kept going to that wing. These people know what they want to do before they do it. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, um, I think this is our episode for today. We've done a lot of digression, but and um, the episode was uh, it's supposed. To... <laughs> he said the episode <laughs> was. <laughs> <laughs> it was supposed to be an exposition on Darwin Nunes, but we talked about Man United. Um, so yeah, 
we have to stick together, don't we, United fans, and see where this let's let's see where this thing goes. <laughs> the thing basically is, do you think do you think my United should sign that we Nunes for no, sixty to eighty million? I don't. I don't. I don't think they should sign him for eighty million, but I think they should sign him. But I don't think they should sign him for eighty million. But if he's for signing him, I think we need to find him. I don't Let know which, which, other, which, which, other, which other strikers are in the market. That's the problem. Because I'm hearing that we are linked with um, um, he just that's just one player, he's not coming to us. We're talking about people which other he's real not coming to striker. us because we never had that plan. Yes. How you know that's the point. No, uh, what we are saying now is not about having the plan. I'm saying now that we do not have the plan and it's most likely he's not coming. <laughs> who is yeah, on the market that yeah? Who is on the market that we can look towards, uh, you know, buying that is not this newness? Because I, I was hearing that we are linked with uh, this guy in Leon. What's his name? Uh, yes, I'm like. Let me not see what? him there at club, bro. What? Let me not <laughs> see what, 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 what are we doing? And what? we'll be linked with K. <laughs> you know we can't get K. So. Uh, if you're talking about Kane, you need to you're going to spend tons of millions to get him. And frankly speaking, we are not buying Kane. We are not buying Kane. That's the point. And then if, if even if we get him, to Man United. he will not even do well in Manchester United in this kind of play we are playing because he's not fast. He's a playmaker, but there's nobody even makes runs when Ronaldo is with the ball. Nobody helps him. Who nobody do you nobody to, nobody who do you to make play for? So, that's the, that's, that's the problem. So it doesn't. It's not even going to work because. Son is doing a good job there, but Rashford is no son, you know. So this this Rashford is your daughter. I, <laughs> I feel I feel sad saying this because I mean it, just from last season and the season beyond, there there could have been a lot of comparison between Rashford and Son. But now, if you mention Son when you talk about um Rashford when you talk about Son, it's a very huge slap on Son's face. If he sees you, he might slap you back. So. <laughs> <laughs> So that's how bad our players are. And it, it, it tells something that it's not just that these players are horrible. It means that they are not being trained because coaches are supposed to make players better. They are trained, get... though. They are trained. They are not being well-trained, then. They're I'm telling you that they are well-trained. They don't want they have... to collect training. They have, horrible... they have horrible coaches. Even set pieces. We can't even score one set piece. Who is the set piece Let coach? me tell you something Eric... now. Let me tell Eric you even without a set piece coach, you should be st- scoring set pieces. So why are you not scoring set pieces? No, this is yeah, I I don't have a problem with, with us not having a set piece. I the problem I have is that we, we actually have a set piece coach. That's the problem. And then we have so see many top players. Uh, if you want to say that it's on the coaches now, you get try to understand me now. People that don't have set piece coach score set piece. You that have set piece coach, you did score set piece. Even the ones that are by mistake, you want to like this. It has to be a player something. Now understand where I'm coming from. <laughs> maybe the coach, to... maybe the maybe the coach is teaching trash, and they're trying Even to do what the coach, coach is, is saying. Teaching trash. You did not you abandon. That's uh-huh. the thing. Maybe they don't want to abandon what the coach is teaching them. They want to do as they the coach and the coach is saying. Rubbish. Before the coach came, we are not scoring pieces. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We had bad coaches. How long will you make excuses for these players? Moriho came, trained them their style. You know what? So I came <laughs> and said, okay, let's not do trading. Let's just be let's just be hugging each other and have a good time. <laughs> let's just pet you. <laughs> that did not work too. 
Okay, Rafraki came with his American coaches and <laughs> from all over the world. People that have been working since <laughs> the marriage point <laughs> United stopped working. No, you know, this no, 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 Ragnik, Ragnik complained actually about the players because, you know, he was complaining about their physicality. And I think he has a point because if you're talking about how players can, you know, do this gagging pressing and all that, your players need stamina to do that. And they don't have the stamina. And you cannot use um, this period in between the season where the fixtures are congested to yeah. do stamina trainings because yeah, you just wear your players out. It's not like we are playing anything in between the week. Yeah, you're, you're not you're not playing in between, but Bro. there are a lot of yeah, a lot of games because just imagine we've we've, uh, we've just played that we are going to play Norwich and then on Tuesday of yes, on Tuesday Precious. we now have Liverpool and we still have weekend game to play. So Precious. these things are United have United have a strength and conditioning coach. <laughs> do you do you understand? They have they have the training, so it's not it's not the coaches, it's the players totally. They are wasting money on coaches. <laughs> <laughs> These players cannot be trained. Jesus, these players cannot be trained. Let me tell you, they, they sell them be... now. So why not just sell them? See, there's nothing wrong with selling most of our players. See, ah. I'm telling you. See, when man, you I'm sell t- players, they need to buy. That's the problem. That's yeah, see, see, see my, see my point. Man. See my point. See, Precious, we play against teams that have um, way poorer players than we have. You get? Let me tell you one more thing. Let me tell you one okay. more thing. Everton that we played, you see how we performed against Everton. Everton okay. played midweek, and we were resting the whole week. No, that's that's where I'm coming from. See, if we if we if we play against clubs that we are way better than, and it's not just that they win us, they dominate us. You get it means that if we can also get good players, not necessarily um, the ones we might call world class, but that's what that's I think that's what the scouts should should be doing. You know, we, we should be able to get players of 30 million, 25 million, who will give us something? How much was Let Luis me ask Diaz? you now. Let me ask. How much you. was Luis Diaz? Ask you see how much. See what Luis. How much did he buy Luis Diaz? See what he's doing. Uh-huh. That's exactly who I want to mention. Did you know Luis Diaz before he came to Liverpool? No. Why is it that I... we are looking for the obvious signings? You know that's the problem. That's what exactly what we can sell off players and get good players that people don't really know of, and they will play well. People that will play with desire and passion. It's not. These guys are too relaxed. When I see them, they look like they want to just lie down and drink Zobo. It's not Zobo you came to drink. You came to play football. This you boy get... does need... We need to hire Sean Dyke. Let's <laughs> tell him. You all need... You all need to defend. Defend. I think and that's what you needs to realize is that we need to do a reality check. We still yes, think we're, okay. we're a big club. We are not a big club. You know? They play for with the mentality that they are they are the top club. That they and are big the, players. Yes, that's the that's the that's the very big problem because those guys are not big players. They are just overhyped guys. They are very popular and they are earning as they are earning because they are in Manchester United. You get so lucky once they entered Man United exactly. Once they leave Manchester United, they become nothing, absolutely nothing because they can't play. So they that's that mirage is is blinding them. It's making them feel like they are something that they are not. You get. So what we need to do first of all is to sit them down and tell them, guys, look at where you are in the league. Look at how poorly you've been playing. You are not that good. Relax. Calm down. Do you know Learn. how you will know? Do you know how you will know? Yeah. You will basically know from 
when players leave Man United, have you heard that a player left Man United and became a super? Yeah. I think Less the only people good. that the, the only person only that was really successful after leaving Man United was Lukaku. Yes, and he has come back to his default in Rally. <laughs> he has come back now. But if you look at Alisco Madrid, you get what actually yeah. came from Man City. Even uh even Jesus Navas when he left City, you get he's still tearing it up for Sevilla now. You get playing very well as a right back. You get all these players when when they leave these teams, they go on to even if they didn't get a chance, even Jaden Sancho, you get yes, yeah. at, at came from Man City. Now, nothing from Tahitian. Now, nothing from Angel Gomez. These problems arise from our academy. See the people that we produce now. Share our academy produce with Tommy. What's that guy? Angel Gomez. Where is he now? Gomez is doing well, actually. Nothing. Nothing from him. He's just there. You get. He's just there. He's just a normal player. That's that's the problem. And this guy was hyped. This is this is the quality. They think is good enough to play for Man United. <laughs> and then we are the big club. Anyway, we are the big club. I want us Medi- to <laughs> Okay, okay. Mediocre players can do well. Mediocre players can play very well with good coaches. Players that are not extremely good, like those world class guys. But I, they have I very good work ethic. I think hungry, hungry players can. Uh, yeah. Yes, I'm just. I'm, I was just using mediocre to separate them from the world class players. Because, not that they cannot become world class, because they have the people that have the work ethic. Look at Liverpool's this thing. Look at people like Jordan Henderson. That guy cannot be world best. You get he's there. People playing. You see Miona there, Fabinho. They are not the world best player, but in what they do, they are very good. They put in their all to play football. They don't. They are not coming for flamboyance like Puba and the rest of them trying to show off. That's why no matter how many mistakes Bruno Fernandes does in Manchester United, I love that guy because he's always he lost. Yes, he misses a lot of passes, but he plays like someone who really wants to win. Someone who is just desperate to win. He's ready to fight or do anything. He just wants to win the match by all means. Even no, if others are tired. Others will always, if sometimes you lose the, the, the point is he's that not even shouting a, again. Even Ronaldo is never shouting again. There's a, you know, there's a point you reach where it now looks like you guys are just always losing. You just get demoralized. You're a human being. You get you cannot always have that hope that you do well when you are always losing match after match. It's demoralizing. They are now getting used to my aliens now. Human beings are not performing again. We need we need <laughs> to get we need to get serious. <laughs> so, uh, Okay, um, thank you for staying true if you stay true. Um, this is the place where we end the episode. And as usual, um, you follow us on social media, on our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Instagram is myspaceshow underscore. That's at myspaceshow underscore. Facebook and Twitter, the handle is at myspaceshow. Um, the podcast is available on Spotify, on Anchor, on Listen Notes, on Google Podcasts, and on Apple Podcasts. Have a nice one, guys. Um, this was supposed to be an explosion on, on Darwin Nunes, but look where we are. So, yeah, it's rather going to be an United fans have to stick together part two. So, yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for hosting, Yeah, Thank you for having me here. Bye-bye. Yeah.